It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's going on, Clipper Nation? It's me, William the Opinion Update. And I am positive Chuck Mockler. We are Locked On Clippers, part of the Locked On NBA Network. Yes. Coming at you five days a week with all the fresh Clippers content. Today, we got a real doozy for you. Oh, yeah. We're getting real medical with it today. Uh, It's Wednesday, (laughs) uh, which means what could have been Wednesday. We do it every single week where we talk about who and what could have been if things turned out a little bit differently. Today, we're going to be talking... A little Zubats mystery. Mm. What could have been? <laughs> Anyways, we're going to kick things off with just uh, look, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, recovery and sort of Paul George's timeline. Uh, also, I'll, I'll touch a little bit on why I've been so conservative with how late I think he's coming back. For sure. Um, people want to know why you've been so conservative about this. I mean, people are always like, dog, why are you so conservative <laughs> about the timetables? <laughs> Um, and then we're going to wrap things up with just some just some shavings, some loose ends. We'll see what happens. So let's do it. We got to we got to acknowledge one uh, elephant in the room, I guess. It is. Is it my, is it my shorts? <laughs> it is not your oh, shorts. I'm wearing shorts to work now. I'm gi- <laughs> I've given up. Uh, the news is that uh, we were supposed to be uh, somehow have acquired Andre Iguodala yesterday. The word is now, according to LA Clipcast, September. So anytime in September, that gives us a nice 27-day window to expect Iguodala. So yeah, I don't know. I I still have nothing to report on this. I I don't have anything concrete or definite from something that I nope. could <laughs> say was credible enough to share on the podcast to put myself on the line. So. Yeah, I, I don't know anything about this. Uh, unless a buyout happens, which seems less and less likely as the days roll on. He can be traded on the 5th, but who knows? When it happens, we'll report it? Yeah. All right. Yeah, we'll see. So that's where we stand on the issue. Let's get into this Paul George recovery stuff. Uh, There's a Reddit user, uh, U Tower of Rocks, who posted this. Pretty good Reddit name. <laughs> um, who posted this on the LA Clippers subreddit, which is a fairly active subreddit. It's a good time about uh, the return-to-play timeline where they talked to Dr. Maggie Bryant, who is the director of Teams Rehab. Which the seems, best Bryant in basketball. I Absolutely. Keeping us healthy. Um, so they kind of define what return-to-play is, which you know is kind of nice. It's just the player must be able to compete in games consistently and ideally at their previous level of performance. Yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah. No risk of re-injury. like without yeah without sustaining other another injury yeah um, they've shown that and in, uh, injuries that have had repaired tissue just uh-huh. like Paul George has had to have yes it's around it is the weakest in the first six weeks or so right after the surgery yep but the weird thing is is that same time window is critical for restoring the range of motion and beginning to regain that strength yeah uh, that totally checks for me because. Yeah, you're like essentially, I mean, to put it like bluntly, this isn't actually what's happening, but like you're sewing these pieces together 
Uh, so it's going to be somewhat shorter. For right? sure. It's like welding. Welding technically makes the two pieces of metal weaker. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But And then you're hoping that it's going to be able to just return to the same like level of mobility and flexibility that it was before. Uh, so I, I was unaware of some of this stuff. Like they talk about, uh, this article is really good. It talks about personal, like blood flow restriction therapy. This was crazy. This was really cool. And so essentially <laughs> they're cutting off a bunch of the venous blood flow to an area, uh, as much as 80% uh, for for leg injuries, for injuries in the lower leg. And so essentially what this does is it's like uh, you enter uh, you enter like a, an oxygen-deprived state. Uh, well, that part of your body does specifically. <laughs> yeah, not your whole body. So even at like a low intensity, it simulates like what that exercise would be like under the load that you would have previously carried. So it seems like it's like you're doing something crazy, but you know, you you're lifting fibers. Yeah. You're literally just like trying to get your shoulder to move again. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Bryant's super in on the uh, personalized blood flow restriction. It's crazy to listen to. I think for arms, it's 50% in the arms. So yeah. You might have 50% of his. That's kind of mind blowing. Um, yeah. Bryant thinks she believes in it because, Dr. Brian, excuse me, because it allows them to hit their load threshold earlier. So like you just said, you for can sure. get to like your highest thing without actually going for it. Um, well, yeah, because you're essentially starting out in that state, like on your first rep, whereas normally like you would have had to deprive, like you're, you would have had to use up oxygen within the blood mm-hmm. um, or, you know, use some steroids. Are you steroids, which uh, I don't think any of our players are doing. I really hope not. Um, so would you say... <laughs> Charles, do you think this is more or less effective than cupping therapy? I would say more effective than <laughs> cupping therapy. I would say super more effective than cupping therapy. I don't get why people still believe in it. I think cupping therapy is strictly a for the gram exercise. I mean, Westbrook does it. Paul George did it while he was in OKC. Mm, for the gram. All right. <laughs> no, I think it's kind of a. I think it's it's, it's a pseudoscience. It's an elevated placebo effect. It's, it's a, a pseudoscience where it feels weird. There's a visual. You get those weird bruises? Yeah, like there's a visual aspect to it, so your brain is like, oh, this must be working because my body's, I'm watching I have it all change. these hickeys, so it's definitely <laughs> yeah. fixed. From a jar. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, so we are definitely on the no cupping compared to this method. Um, so it's possible, so like that's maybe what Paul George is doing right now, is this initial, like, you know, cut off the circulation maybe do some of that stuff. And I think that that gives some very good insight as to why we're not seeing any sort of real training vids or progress yeah. vids because it's, you know, it's happening, A, in a weird way because they're like, they got to cut off circulation like to the shoulder and I, I mean, you probably got to yeah. have a whole apparatus on for that. It's just a bunch of uh, rubber bands. And it's just not <laughs> as impressive to watch somebody doing like resistance bands. Yeah, doing or, tiny little <laughs> arm circles. Yeah, yes. we don't want to see that. Um, but or in a pool just like <laughs> gritting it out. Yeah. Uh, like, can you believe he's at 50% oxygenated <laughs> blood in his shoulder? So, And you can't really explain that in a Twitter post. No, it does not look good. Um so that's maybe what he's doing right now. And then after this stage, it gets into the like, this opened up my brain into the, oh, God, this is why injuries are so difficult mm-hmm. to come back from. Because after they do this, after you get full range of motion, they basically start with, like, if it's your leg, it's a lateral lunge. 
and yeah. then you progress to a hop, and then you go into the lateral hop repetition, then you go to the court to do lateral movements, then you do change of direction, then high-speed change of direction, then one-on-run drills where you have the athlete on offense first, and you just go step by step by step. So PG is going to be doing that with his shoulder. Yeah, I mean, I think this is all well and good. It's like, I mean, it's more than I probably needed to know about this, but oh, it, yeah. it is good that it's so regimented and they do have these goal posts. It's not just like, I, I mean, I think myself and maybe a lot of people listening, when I think of an injury happening or I think of rehabilitation, yes, we know that there is like a workup and stuff like that, but it seems like, okay, you're hurt. And now you're playing basketball again. For sure. It's like, and it seems like the the it seems like the steps are less gradual. Like you're, you know, like you're able to regain some movement, and then ideally you're. So you're in, just like back at full speed. Yeah, and then ideally you're like in limited team drills, and then at full strength. But it's it's interesting to know that there's kind of more scientific uh, goalposts that they've they've figured out. Uh, I, th- I think the thing I took away the most from this is just. How damn good this process has gotten, dude! It's incredible. It's, I mean, like you know, this this part of the game, uh, the recovery part, is arguably even more important than training mm-hmm. uh, initially because you know, like everybody trains. Uh, Everyone's so specialized now. It's that thing of like you know, like one loose piece of dust ruins the whole Ferrari engine. Is that true? I mean, as far as the saying goes, I mean, check that's what happened to my Ferrari. That's why I take the bus, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's that thing. Like they're so specialized at one thing. It's like, dude, I can't. I need to get back to fully 100. percent I can't like play with this tweaked thing anymore. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the way they track stuff is really insane. She outlines some stuff in here. Connection, which is C O N N E X O N, because you know it's spelled super extreme. Uh, it's a GPS unit you put on the player's shorts that you can monitor change of direction, acceleration, and decel and vertical displacement. The coolest one is the inertial measurement units. Inertial or initial? Inertial. Oh, okay. So even more scientific. You can put on the player's shins, and it can measure, it can, like, and this is for, like, stress fractures and, like, bone loads and stuff. Bone loads. <laughs> Classic bone loads. You can tell how many displacements are on that specific area and if there's any asymmetries during practice or their workout. So what does all this mean? You can just track how hard the shoulder's working, if it's working too hard or, you know, if it's fine type thing. Right, 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 right. Um, and they're going to monitor his progress all season, uh, preseason, midseason assessments. That's where I think it goes into the regiment stuff, because I feel like back in the day it was like, all right, get back out there. <laughs> we'll <laughs> exactly. revisit it when you crumple on the heap, and when you crumple on the floor in a heap. <laughs> um, but it was cool. Dr. Bryant, very psyched on her uh, being the team doctor, seems to have... A fantastic knowledge. Why wouldn't she about this uh, oxygenated therapy? Why are you so so? Why are you so conservative about Paul George's? Uh, I just think it's going to take longer. I mean, one thing they lay out in this article that's kind of interesting is just like the definition. We we touched on this a little bit about like what a full rehabilitation is, and it doesn't just mean that you're back, like that you're mm-hmm. you know ready to play. Yeah, or whatever. It's like your range of motion is like fully been extended. Paul George is back. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you're able to, you know, play obviously without pain, which I think mm-hmm. is something. This is off topic, but which I think is something that is screwed up about like the whole Kawhi thing uh, For sure. back in San Antonio. Uh, it, and it makes sense that he would have issues with a training staff that was trying to re- get him to return when he didn't have yeah, like his full range of motion and he was still playing through a lot of pain. Yeah, he's like, no, I hurt, so I don't want to play anymore. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think that sometimes as fans, and I'm definitely guilty of it, we can get down on players like, oh, you're not going to play through X or Y, but mm-hmm. like, you got to think about the longevity of your career, and I yeah. think especially with Paul George's at and what he hopes to do this season. 
I don't know that we see him back in the month of November. Mm, that's kind of actually what I was feeling after I read this article, too. I was like, there has been a lot of news. This is a process. And because of how the roster is constructed, too, we don't. It's like that's this kind of luxury and a curse of not having to rush him back. Because I think we might be in store for a lot of like. You, you think that we'll be in store for more growing pains come December or whenever he does make his return? Growing pains come December and the like, you know, news it looks like he's looking good in practice. So it could be this day or something like that. Because as we've talked about, NBA injury reports are. I'd prefer to get fiction? no updates than yes. to the like, oh, he looks dude, he looks pretty good. Could be any day now. Yeah. I don't want the probable tag. Yeah. I don't want any of that stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, fantastic article. Some good insight on there. Let us know when you think. Paul George is coming back. I think your conservatism makes total sense given this situation. It's a tail. Like, he got a major ass surgery. Yeah, and on both shoulders. Like, yeah. Take your time, Paul. Yeah. Get There's back. no rush. No cupping. <laughs> no cupping. <laughs> Very anti-cupping. Uh, coming up after this, we're doing a Zubot scene, what could have been Wednesday. But first, Will, I want some food, but, you know, my car's broke down. Uh, the bus drivers are on strike. How can I get some food? Eat your friends. Eat my friends. I mean, I might, but if not, I'm going to check out Postmates. Uh, Postmates is the largest on-demand network in the U.S. They offer delivery from all the restaurants, grocery, and convenience stores, and traditional retailers you could possibly want. Get a shirt, get a hoagie, why not? For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code LOCKEDON, all capital letters, one word. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So welcome to What Could Have Been Wednesdays. Hey, we're here in the parallel <laughs> universe. It's spooky because we don't know what could have happened. <laughs> if you ever have a topic you'd like uh, submitted to What Could Have Been Wednesday, tweet it at us at Will Updike, at Charles Michael, at Locked On Clips. Or at shavings.podcast at gmail.com. Or you just yell it into the void. We might hear. We got our ears to the ground. We got our ears in the air. They're everywhere. So what could have been had we not had Zubots hurled into our laps? Mm -hmm. This was such for, famously, some people might not know this, the Lakers called Jerry West during a very nice dinner he was having and offered Zubots for Mike Muscala out of absolutely nowhere. Jerry West said yes, the table had a laugh, and now the Lakers have Dwight Howard. But what if this didn't happen? It was such a random occurrence that I thought the chances of it happening are almost the same as it not happening, especially after they've said that they're like, oh, we wish we had this young center. We didn't have to sign Dwight. Um, bunch of questions here. Do we keep Gortat? Are our free agent d targets different? And do we get to the playoffs? All interesting. Um, hmm. Wish I could have been at that dinner. Yeah. To see Jerry's face. I think this was in Palm Springs. Ooh, maybe. Or Musso and Franks in Hollywood. Because oh, I feel like Jerry West might have a table there. That's very true. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's let's go piece by piece for this. Do we keep Gortat? Uh, no. think he's still waived. I think he's still waived. I think that we either roll with Mighty Mike Mascala. Oh, man. that would that That's, that's the aerial universe right there. <laughs> uh, or... 
I don't know. Um, I think we might see the the issue. The issue with the whole thing is the Wilson Chandler injury to me because mm-hmm. I think oh that, good call. I think that you could quick flip both of those guys plus maybe something for a, another center. Um, or use him as a backup small five mm-hmm. uh, if and move maybe just have Trez play a heavier load of minutes. But I don't think we keep Gortat. That's for sure. It almost felt like a breaking point by the time he was gone. Yes. <laughs> I mean, he had just, I, I don't know, I think that he just reached a point in his physical abilities as a person Yeah. Uh, that just kind of maybe isn't up to rotation level standard in the current NBA. You would be a very diplomatic uh, coach when it came to cut day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so who does fill that position if we don't keep Gortat? I do think that we try to either just roll with Mike Mascala or maybe we we pick up somebody else. Um, do we get to the playoffs? Uh, why don't you read the stats? Yeah, so there's a fantastic stat from Fly By Night, Justin Russo on Twitter. Um after the trade with Ivica Zubox on the floor, the Clippers had a defensive rebound rate of 78%. When he was off the floor, it was only 70%. Teams averaged 47.8 points per 100 with Zubats on, but it was 50.8 without him. So he did, you know, obviously these aren't tell-all stats, but he did help shore up our interior defense during, specifically, the regular season. Yes. And I'm not sure if we had Muscala out there as a starting center... You know, there was this uh, allure of how he was somehow a stretch. I mean, that's why the Lakers wanted him or whatever. Um, I don't think we see him firing up a bunch of threes. I think our three-point percentage was, you know, we had those razor-thin margins, I think, for a reason. It was designed to be efficient. Yeah. So I don't think we were going to be, like, kicking it out to Muscala on the perimeter. Yeah, so here's what I think. Um, I think we get to the playoffs. I think that if we were going to make the playoffs with – with Gortat getting Hot minutes, um, we were going to make the playoffs without him getting minutes. Yeah, I think that we might have actually gotten a little bit more creative early on with uh, maybe popping Jamichael in at the five role in that starting lineup, keeping Trez on the bench for the Lou, for the obviously Lou Will and Trez pick and roll combo, mm-hmm. um, as well as just the comfortability of that squad. <laughs> yeah, so I you know I. Maybe we'll I wouldn't say that we're. Too. I wouldn't say that we're better off. Obviously, uh, I'm a fan of Zoo. I'm. I'm really excited to see what you can do this year. Yeah, team's but high I, on. Us. I still think that we get to the playoffs. I think. I, I I gotta be honest. I don't think that it changes our free agent aspirations uh, as much as we might think. Yeah, I, like we're not switching out Vucevic for Kawhi. Yeah, or George. Yeah. Um, yeah, like they're not going to be like, Kawhi's not going like, to get another star. And we're like, we're bringing in Vooch, baby. <laughs> <laughs> then he's like, wait, what? <laughs> like, yeah, I, I don't think that it changes it that much. Um, I don't think that it really changes it at all. The, the thing is, is that, you know, I'm, they're well aware, I'm sure, of the guys out there. And I'm pretty sure they were well aware that um, if Zoo didn't work out or in the situation where we don't get him at all, they did know that most likely Noah would be available in the offseason. They for did sure. know that... Um, Dwight Howard or, or or some other guys would be around uh, in the you know like in the NBA it is kind of funny and I'm definitely guilty of it on this podcast <laughs> of like maybe overanalyzing fives when like really I mean I gotta be honest man in like most playoff series 
you, the five is not the game changer. The five yeah. is not like the game tipper. Unless it's literally Embiid, I feel like. Yeah. Like yeah. it's literally like a transcendent talent. But yeah, yeah. like. And, and I'm not counting Jokic in this either because that, like. He's point five. Calling he's him like a five, a, I think, is really silly. Yeah. That's really silly to me. And it's like the AD thing. He's, I guess, a four or something like that, but then in the playoffs, he'll play the five, and it's like. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, play the position you don't usually play. Um, but yeah, it's pretty crazy to think about. I think I think it's way better for Zoo in terms of his career. Oh, like, 100%. This, 100%. The what if, the worst part of this is actually in terms of his career. That's a good call. Because yeah, um, then he's maybe still not on the Lakers if they were offering him for a stretch five. I don't think he's still on the Lakers. You know? And I don't know where that puts him. Uh, but I think that... They would have traded for like Alex Lynn or something like that. Yeah, I think barring the, I mean, to me, in my eyes at least, and this is not from looking at stats, this is purely eye test, uh, Zoo's stock to me raised throughout the season, and I do think that, like, I am definitely a recency bias kind of guy, so, like, the playoffs really did kind of tank my opinions of him. For sure. But I would say overall, uh, you know, like, he he looked a lot better. Um, in the, the the time that he was on the Clippers, and he seemed to be making improvements despite injuries. Yeah, and it's absolutely that, you know, in Gortat, in terms of the eye test, was the opposite. Yes. Gortat, in terms of the eye test, you were like, no, none of this is working. This yeah, you doesn't don't work. even have to look at the stats. <laughs> yeah, this doesn't work in any way. It's not... Shea made him dunk a couple times last year with some oopsie through. Like, you're a big man. You should throw it down. Um, yeah, shout out uh, Zoo. Super excited for his year this year. For a guy who, he weirdly somehow flies under the radar, but also I feel like gets a lot of attention, if that makes sense. Okay. I don't, but like, because he's not one of our pillars on the team. You know what I mean? He's not, there's three or four guys ahead of him in terms of, I feel like, what people think of when they think of, like, who's on the Clippers right now. Um, But he's such a key piece in that starting role. I like what you said about maybe experimenting more with the lineups. I think we would have seen a lot more meatball lineup if we didn't get Zoo, which... We, everyone would have welcomed that. <laughs> oh, man. Coming up after this, we got some... If you're just digging into that junk drawer? Oh, yeah. Seeing what comes out? With, All shavings, baby. <laughs> with some shavings. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so... <laughs> That's, that was bad Foley artist. That was all right. Uh, <laughs> so ISO Joe has worked out, hasn't worked out, is working out, isn't working out with the Clippers. What's going on there? That kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, so Tamara Zarley, uh, fantastic reporter for Clutch Points. Had a quote. Shout out to Mayor. Shout out to Mayor. Had a quote. We saw you at Dave's Hot Chicken oh, on God. that on that Dude, oh, Farbod, Farbod story. Farbod harassed that man. <laughs> I'm surprised that I thought Tomara was going to throw a sandwich at him. Um, Iso Joe had an interesting quote that his workout with the Clippers was coming soon. He said it has not. It's coming soon. He's looking forward to it. We it was kind of already reported initially that I feel like it had already happened. 
Yeah, in the way that it was stated, I, I kind of thought that it had two, but it makes sense. I mean, everybody's chilling right now. Dude, everyone's hanging out. The man had to prepare for the big three. They're not fly. I don't think they're flying him out to Miami to, to work out with everybody, are they? I don't think so. I wouldn't think so either. <laughs> that would be tight if you're Joe Johnson, though. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so that I guess we can assume it might happen sometime next week. I don't know, but Joe said it's happening. Team hasn't said anything, but that's not really a shock, I feel like. Um, where, are you, where, are we at, where are we at on ISO Joe? People, someone asked us for the stream yesterday if we would prefer Patrick Patterson or ISO Joe, and I actually didn't put it on the thing because we just already have Patrick Patterson, so I feel like it's moot. But mm-hmm. ISO, fine as the 15th guy? Yeah, fine as the fifteenth guy. I, I, you know, I like, I like Joe Johnson. Um, I'd be interested to see how he would fit in. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess if that lineup, if he, if he played in lineups with Lou and Shamit, and then maybe Mo Harkless to shore up the defense and Montrez. I don't know. Like, I, I like the idea of it a lot. In actuality, I'm not sure I f- fully see the fit. The, I mean, Is that where you're at? We've used the fra- phrase before, there's no needle movement. Yes. Which I know is kind of expected with the last spot on a team that's this deep because we, we're thinking about the last spot in relation to the rest of the team, which is hard for that last spot because the rest of the team's pretty short up. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, and again, it just goes back. It's like Noah seems like he'd be a great fit. That one makes like, a lot more sense to me. But it seems like all the talk is boiled down to two guys. And I'm yeah. saying no to Iso Joe. I'm saying no to Iguodala. There's only one man that can save us right now. Who's that? The professor <laughs> from And One Mixtapes. Bro, we get him a couple. He's in L.A., I bet. If we get him a couple bandanas that are Clippers <laughs> colors, he'll play for bandanas, dude. If you give that man Carolina blue bandanas, uh, those shirts that Hot Sauce used to wear that were all cut up, Yep, and um, very large <laughs> thousands NBA shorts, and of course they're all white. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, some weird brand of shoe that we don't even know about. And he's like, "No, I really like it because it helps with my that move where I kick the ball off the guy's <laughs> face." That okay. So let us know if you think we should keep the professor for the fifteenth spot. I'm down. What's his real name? Steve Jenkins or something like that. <laughs> Probably <laughs> like Tommy Two Tone. Um, shout out the professor. Um, there's a great Trez workout video that was released from the Rico Hines collection, as I call it now. He was working out with a bunch of Lakers players at Lakers facilities. Some people, this rubbed them the wrong way. This doesn't mean shit, right? Big deal? No? No big deal? This doesn't mean anything to me. I like that he's working out with the Lakers. He's working out with CP3, too. Yeah. I mean, I think that you're trying to work out with the best guys you can work out with. For sure. And I, I think it's a detriment if you're like, I'm not working out with anyone from that team. It's like, Why? Yeah. That team's better than your team, maybe. Not in this case, obviously. But, like, if Whoa. if you play for the Hornets. Yeah. You know. <laughs> and the rivalry, I think, is funny because I don't think players... Rivalries are so different now. It's mm-hmm. not like back in the day when, like, players would literally be like, I will die for this team. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nowadays, everyone knows each other. Like, the only yeah, way... Yeah, there's no, like, there's no separation, really. Yeah. There's, you know, Draymond and whatever, and Tristan Thompson have ever gotten to a fist fight at that club at the beginning of the offseason. I'm sure they're still friends. It's like... For sure. The only time rivalry happened, I think, when there's 
you know, maybe a vibe that someone was injured deliberately or a play was dirty or something like that. I mean, I like think, that. I think that, like, the intensity's definitely ratcheted up in actual the season and yeah. postseason for sure. But, yeah, this isn't an issue to me. This is like, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm having trouble even drawing a comparison because I wouldn't really go meet with a coworker from another company but that's what i would equate it to like for sure if i was to like get drinks with somebody from another company or yeah another, let's say another podcast yeah uh we've had we've eaten uh for I, dinner with anthony Irwin before yeah host of the lockdown lakers it was fantastic yeah i i mean yeah we hung out i hung out with a host of a of a lakers podcast yesterday yeah we know him um yeah i don't think it's that big a deal it was really funny and kind of weird to see him getting pick and roll passes from Chris Paul. Oh, yeah. It was like, wow, what a weird alternate universe when you both could have been on the same team twice. <laughs> like, yeah, good rock. call. <laughs> like, it's super weird. Um, love to see those workout vids from Trez. He was seemed like he was going through some stuff on social media a little earlier in the month. Oh, he has some dark times in the summer. Yes, which, uh, hey, who doesn't? You know, moods can be seasonal. They Dude. can be completely unprompted. <laughs> the human brain is a mystery. <laughs> Welcome to Locked On Human Brain. Um, <laughs> guys, thanks. For, you got anything else in that shavings drawer? Nah, I'm <laughs> emptied. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We hope there's some good news tomorrow for you guys. We're going to have a Thirsty Thursdays. Yep. Talking about what we want to see more of. Thank you for reviewing us. Thank you for rating us. Check us out on iTunes. Check us out on Stitcher. That's when we haven't given a shout-out to. Stitcher, what up? Uh, Deezer. Spotify. Um, Spotify. Check out Spotify, uh, Spotify, which is like just a weed-based podcast. Yeah, but thing. they all love the Clippers, so you yeah. know how that goes. Um, also, check out uh, Mike Jaglin's new podcast for uh, SB Nation. What's up? Got and great, Jags 24? I can't remember. I believe so. Got a great interview with Brian Seaman, the one and only on there. Be um, we'll have a new episode for you guys tomorrow. I have been positive, Chuck Mockler. And I'm William the Opinion Update. Thanks so much for listening. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.